Christian Radio. I'm Chip Gibson, and uh, wow, man, Thursday night has been seems like it's been a long week, and uh, the heat has been incredible here in the ATL. Uh, still waiting on a couple of folks to dial in. Special treat for you tonight. Uh, we have joining us as a special guest host, Mr. David Foyt from uh, NRS. And good evening, David. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? All right, man. Welcome to Kayak Fishing Radio. Um, like I said, a couple more folks will probably dial in over the next few minutes, and we'll get a better roundtable going. But uh, tell us where you're from, David, and then uh, tell us a little bit about you know the, the basic spiel, the intro spiel on NRS. Awesome. Uh, NRS is located in uh, Moscow, Idaho, and that's actually where I reside right now. Um, you know, we've been in business in the paddle sports industry and rafting industry since 1972, so quite a quite a few years there. And, uh, you know, we kind of progressed along the way as a kind of, uh, you know, whitewater company, and now we're kind of dabbling in all aspects of the paddle sports industry, including kayak fishing. Um, you know, up here uh, we have a lot of you know, lakes and reservoirs and stuff, you know, we primarily do a lot of bass fishing. You know, we have northern pike and good steelhead and salmon runs pretty close by, too. Um, so we can kind of play in a few different things for fishing. But um, uh, one one big intriguing thing with NRS this year is, uh, you know, we transitioned over to a 100% employee-owned company, so that's pretty awesome, too. That's pretty cool. And... Uh guys get to get to have a say in the in the direction that the company's going to go you said that the owner decided that he had uh um he had got what he wanted and and created what he wanted out of it and now he's just going to let the comp the employees take the direction is that right yeah um you know bill you know before he started this company um was a business professor at the university of oregon and uh you know, kind of how the company started is, you know, him and his buddies couldn't really find gear, good quality gear. And, uh, you know, that's when he started, you know, looking into materials and started building dry bags and some other things for the rafting industry. And, you know, then it kind of progressed, you know, got larger and bigger and, you know, more product got introduced. And, you know, his biggest goal was always, you know, wanting to build a business that people you know, felt comfortable with doing business with, you know, made it easy for people to buy products, get good quality product at a reasonable price. And, you know, uh, our passion for the paddle sports industry, everybody has their own, you know, intrigues with the, you know, what they do, you know, whether it's a touring, canoeing, you know, whatever, all of us 
are very passionate about it. So, um, you know, it was just a good good point this year to do that and transition that over to uh, employees. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm looking at your website for the folks that are maybe listening in on on a on a phone or something like that. NRS that's N is in November R Romeo S Sierra NRS dot com is your website. And for folks who are not familiar with NRS, um, like I said when we were talking before the show, I'm a big fan of the boundary boot, the uh, the high top. Uh, uh, neoprene uh, boot. Uh, that's just, I mean, that's my preferred uh, footwear in a kayak. And also, folks might recognize the big blue river rafts. Basically, I mean, that's, I mean, that's when I think of NRS. I see those big blue rafts. In fact, I was watching, oh, one of those Discovery Channel hunt for big fish, and they were down towards the Amazon somewhere, and here they come with big blue NRS boats, and they pumped them up and took off down, I think it was actually like the Roosevelt or something like that river that they were doing a fish survey on, but they were using NRS boats. It was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, the Boundary Shoe is, uh, you know, a pretty unique shoe, and, you know, with the name, the Boundary, it was kind of designed for the Boundary Waters, you know, in the Midwest there, and, you know, just a good portage boot. You can walk in and out of water, you know, with that, and it's actually taped, so it's waterproof so you don't get that mm-hmm. saturation, kind of cold contact right away. And it's nice for kayak fishing, you know, um, you know, just getting into your boat on the shoreline, but also if you dangle your feet over the side of your boat, you know, it's a great boot for that. Um, right. Just the simple fact that it's waterproof with the taping and everything. And it's it's going to provide tons of warmth too. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it, and, it's, and it stays comfortable. I mean, you know, sometimes you get out there on the boat, and I mean, I'm fishing east coast, west coast of Florida, Gulf Coast, and uh, sometimes it'll be cool in the morning to a cold start, you know, so you're peeling off layers and stuff, but I just leave the boots on, and uh, I mean, it stays comfortable, and like I say, you can you can get out of the boat and wade around, you don't have to, it's got kind of the rubberized bottom on it, so you can, uh, you can walk around, not have to worry too much about oysters, but... I mean, they're not. It's not. Nothing is oyster proof, but uh, uh, not, <laughs> but they 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 will help if you do make a misstep, and uh, the boot will take the take the lick in, instead of your uh, your ankle bone. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of them, and I think it would be cool. I've not been. I've got some kin that live out in Colorado and stuff, so maybe the whitewater thing is in my future, but. Um, I, I like the idea of the bigger boat. I'm not one of those little whitewater kayak kind of guys, but uh, it's kind of cool. So yeah, we, I'm, we do quite a ahead. bit of uh, stuff with you know local government agencies and you know fish and wildlife DNR stuff. And actually, our frames that we put on those rafts, we can kind of customize them. So we do a lot of fish survey, you know, setups and you know uh, full raft setups for them for that. So it's pretty intriguing to see that stuff. There's a lot that goes into one of those one of those frame setups for them. Right. And then you guys do the you do life jackets. Uh I think uh the the uh, Chinook is uh is a rather popular one. And then I'm also seeing I'm just pick up and so the Ronnie Fisher, is that part of you is that like a uh offshoot of you guys or is that just on your website? No, that that's a company uh out of uh, North Carolina, Asheville, oh, okay. North Carolina. Yeah, that's Asheville. Asheville. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
So you guys are just... Okay. Um, but uh, you know, for the Inter- Chinook is uh, a real popular uh, fishing one. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's a mesh back platform. You know, it's it's uh, really nice for those high back seats that, you know, we typically see with sit-on-tops. Um, and, you know, it's got, you know, sufficient enough buoyancy, you know, for all the U.S. Coast Guard regulations and everything. And tons of uh, pockets and features for kayak fishermen or fly mm-hmm. fishermen, you know, um, it, one intriguing part of that jacket, there's actually a little rod holder kind of built into it. There's a little loop down at the waist, and, you know, if you need to retie instead of, like, putting your rod back into the rod holder, you can just kind of lash it to your PFD and retie if you need to. And so there's a lot of little things that are, were built into that jacket to make it more appealing and, you know, focused with, with fishing. Right. Speaking of uh, kayak fishermen, got uh, my buddy... Uh, Matt, uh, the Yak Chum from New Jersey. Now we're stretching from Moscow, Idaho, New Jersey to Atlanta. Good evening, Matt. How are you, buddy? Hey, good evening, Chip. Thanks for having me on. How's it going? Hey, I'm I'm doing well, Matt. Uh, tonight we've got uh, David Foyt from NRS. We're chatting with him here on Buzzards Row. Hey, David. How David? you doing? Matt Trucks here, Jackson Kayak Fishing Team, and uh, I call in every Thursday and talk with Chip and the guys. Awesome. Good to good to chat with you tonight. Matt, do you have any NRS equipment on your boat? Um, I actually have NRS um boots that I wear with um dry gear in the wintertime that I love by the way. Are they boundary boots or are they short the lower top boots? They're the the, the uh medium top boots. They're like uh I guess they come up about six inches. I forget the exact model of them, or exact model no. name. It's probably the paddle wet shoe that you have there. Yeah, I think so. Great piece of gear, though. I was telling my I like the boundary boot, the tall, you know, kind of knee-high boot. It's my favorite. So, but uh, it's the one with the nice tread on the bottom for the uh, slippery rocks that I have to <laughs> drop in on the, sometimes. The boat launches and stuff, right? Yeah, when when yeah, when you use boat launches, it works good for that. Any any sharp areas like um, shells, that kind of stuff. These, those boots are great. They protect the socks on the dry gear. So that's mainly why I wear them, and, and they are warm when they're when it's freezing cold out. Yeah, in Jersey, you guys, what's the water temperature right now, Matt? Uh, I was out last weekend, and we were down into the high 60s, 68 now, around there. 68 in water temp, yeah. And David, you're you're in uh, Moscow, Idaho, and I heard that uh, like they're the cold fronts are starting to push down y'all's way. You're gonna see early snow this year. Uh, yeah, it's kind of in the forecast. Uh, you know, it kind of pushes uh, a little bit east of here though when it, when it starts to really circulate down. So like uh, eastern Montana is kind of where the brunt of that's probably going to take place and then into the Midwest. Uh, right now, I mean, we've been in the 80s and, you know, probably about the same water temperature. Night, it definitely cools down, but, you know, right. it's kind of getting a fall stage over here. Uh, not quite cold like, uh, you know, I think I spoke to someone in the Upper Peninsula and they were expecting snow flurries last night. I don't know if that took place or not, but it's just way too early. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and and as uh, we are all looking forward to, in, in a few more weeks, October 10th through the 14th, will be 
all meeting. We'll have a chance to meet face-to-face down at Cars Park for the Boondoggle, the kayak fishing Boondoggle. And this is Boondoggle X. David will be there representing NRS, and your Southeast rep will be there also probably? Yeah, he'll, he'll be there. His name is Luke Adams, and he covers... 13 states for us, and Florida is definitely one of his states he covers, and yeah, he'll be he'll be down there, and he's another uh, kayak fisherman for the company. He definitely enjoys it. Mm-hmm. And what's he is he talking up? You know, redfish, trout. What's he what's he what's he telling you about it? Uh, you know, he's never been to Cars Park either, but he's had a little bit more experience. You know, with the coastal areas uh, for fishing uh-huh. wise. Um, you know, we're both super stoked on it. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to do this venue and, and, you know, I'm, I'm stoked to give, you know, people more information about NRS and just kind of promote kayak fishing in general and give people some extra knowledge and go out there and hang out with them too and catch some fish. (laughs) And, uh, there's a, there, there will be a guy, if you get a chance, um, um, that's going to be doing some offshore stuff taking like mother trips out and, and he's got some uh hobies uh the outbacks that he puts up on his boat and that's alex garichke and uh he'll he'll be doing that out there if you get an opportunity there's you probably get an opportunity for maybe some amberjack maybe some snapper uh maybe a cobia maybe not a big one but there'll probably be a cobia running around out there so that could be fun for you are you a are you a fly fisherman or uh you said bass fishing, so Yeah, you know, primarily I, I you know, focus on bass fishing and northern pike fishing, uh, for myself, but you know, growing up in Idaho the rivers were so close by and that's kinda why I you know, got to where I'm at right now, uh, and working with NRS is you know, I always grew up that doing that and fly fishing for trout, you know, that's something I learned how to do at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a, I guess this is the first time I've seen him just kind of buzzing through your website here. Uh, you've actually got kind of a drift boat now, and it's an inflatable. That's kind of cool looking. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, we're our, our regular rafts are very popular for rivers, more West Coast stuff too. Um, but, you know, the drift boats, you know, performance-wise, you just can't go wrong with those. You know, they're very agile. Uh, very maneuverable on the rivers and you know last uh, couple of years we looked at you know the materials it's it's called a drop stitch uh, pvc and mm-hmm. it allows you to build a rigid kind of platform and we're kind of combining you know the, the durability of going with like inflatable bouncing off of rocks and stuff on the river and then adding that performance of that drift boat into it and it's it's done very well for us yep. so that's cool it's kind of like the uh the your big blue rafts it's got a framework that once you get the uh the hull inflated then it rigid makes it rigid mm-hmm. got some aluminum diamond plate up front and stuff some nice looking seats there yeah it's probably a little easier for an old guy like me to stand in than in a kayak so that's kind of cool yeah, <laughs> standard, and then we we had lean bars and thigh hooks and stuff to it so if you get into a decent little white water run you can kind of lock yourself in and kind of brace yourself um which is nice very cool expand on that and make it a little bit narrower and turn it into a kayak that'd be kind of neat yeah. i don't know about <laughs> all the metal parts and stuff but uh so that's really cool 
life jackets, some clothing, you know, Hydra skin and stuff like that. You guys are got some pretty cool stuff going on. NRS. So, when was the last time you had an opportunity to fish, David? Uh, I was I was actually out last weekend. Um, I did a multi-day solo trip. Um, you know, it was just the right time for me, and went up to Cordelaine Lake of Northern Idaho here, and just packed a bivy sack and some food, and went out and camped out and caught some fish. Nice. Spent spent Friday night, Saturday night, came back Sunday midday, and you know it was definitely a long time out there on the water, just paddling along and. You know, finding a good good place to hunker down for the night, and it's pretty nice. Very cool. In the big sky area, out in the wild west, there. Nice. Sounds like something you'd do, Matt. I'd love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so David, Matt is from New Jersey. Fishes uh, offshore uh, and goes after these big giant striped bass. He's been, you know, bothering us with all this talk about going out and catching hundreds of fish every weekend. What'd you do last weekend, Matt? How'd you do on the fluke? Uh, I ended up with one real nice fish, 22 and a half inch flounder. Um, uh-huh. Actually, I didn't fish too long. Um, we we was uh, heroes on the water outing, so I, I took a veteran fishing, and um, cool. he did pretty good. He caught a bunch of small fish, but had a good time. So yeah. How many? Um, I, sorry. I was going to say how many how many got how many folks showed up to the Heroes on the Water event? I think we had 88 total. Nice. And and you guys were out at the uh, Coast Guard Auxiliary too, so that's right. another 10 people. And the the Coast Guard Station 1 there on the point. Yep. Very nice. It was nice the uh, Coast Guard hosted us for lunch in their galley. That, that's uh, that's always uh, pretty cool. It's, it's kind of Good like a food. public off limits to the public place, you know. Right, and uh, we get yeah special treatment. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Were there any any big fish caught for the weekend? Um, on that outing, I I think the biggest fish was twenty four, and it was a flounder. A couple blue nice. fish were caught, decent size. Nobody uh, got their cool. fingers cut off. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever fished for bluefish, David? Uh, I have not. Yeah, they call them choppers, or actually, they're they're like stinking. They're worse than uh, barracuda. They'll they'll hit a a bait ball of uh, pogies or menhaden, and it'll just be an oil slick after about fifteen minutes. Oh wow! It, yeah, they'll chop right through. Yeah, <laughs> they'll cut right through monofilament, and I don't think braid holds up too long after a few hits on them. But uh, they go from any size to, yeah, like anywhere from like 12 inches for little ones to, I don't know, what's the biggest bluefish you've ever seen, Matt? Uh, I had one that was 34 inches this year, or earlier in the spring. That, that's that's... A, <laughs> you don't want a, that thing grabbing a hold of your leg, I'll tell you that. No, uh-uh. Throwing that up in the boat with you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, My uh, little safety. I get Go a ahead. boga grip on them. Yeah. Stick and, uh, something else in your they... mouth in their mouth beside your finger, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, most saltwater fish have teeth, and <laughs> people forget about that. 
And these guys come out, they're like little piranhas, man. They're just they're just little sharp teeth all around the, the their jaw and they're just crazy. So but uh no stripers, man, nothing moving yet. Starting to show up. Um it's yeah. all night fishing this time of year, so I gotta get out there at night. That's the big thing. As soon as the water temps start dropping down into the the mid sixties, you start to see them more. Uh huh. Yeah, so you guys go out. Fish around. They they they'll go out around dark and then come back in around sunup, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then go to work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, so tell us a little bit more about uh, kayak fishing out west, there, David. What um, so rivers, lakes. Yeah, um, you know, we have a lot of large volume reservoirs here, big big dams and everything. And, um, you know, the main fishing for those those lakes and reservoirs is, is smallmouth bass. Um, you know, Coeur d'Alene has uh, one of the best fisheries for both largemouth and smallmouth. Um, you know, and, and our state record smallmouth, I think, is... You know, nine nine pounds six ounces, I believe, and uh, the largemouth is up ten and a half. Um, but uh, we also have you know some fish out here that have a little bit of teeth. I don't think they're as, as aggressive as those bluefish for sure. But you know, we do have tiger musky and northern pike. Um, and if you want to try to focus for those, you definitely have to throw on a steel leader. Um, otherwise, you'll be losing a lot of lures. Freshwater fish with teeth, huh? <laughs> yeah, nice. the, the pike usually are the more aggressors out of everything. You just have to have, you know, something flashy, something vibrant in colors, and they'll definitely attack that. The muskie are, are a little bit more difficult to kind of catch, and you usually have to throw quite a few casts at one fish even to make it think about, you know, going after your lure. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, we close by here, we have a couple big rivers that, you know, merge together. And, you know, that, that river uh, flows into the Columbia Gorge, which flows into the, you know, the ocean. And we get a real good steelhead run and salmon run up from there through all the locks and dams. Nice. Yeah. And and so how many, Dave, how many folks? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, man. Oh, no, this is, it's not fishing related. I was just wondering, um, is... Is Keen a part of NRS? Is it, is it a part of the company? Or? Uh, one more time with that name. Keen, they make footwear. Oh, no. Um, but one thing with us is, you know, we kind of, uh, we dabble in quite a few areas of sales. So we, we do have our NRS.com website, which is, you know, our retail website. And we do distribute for Keen, uh, Chaco, Astral Footwear, you know, a few other companies that we distribute for. Then we also have our uh, dealer network, and, you know, those are shops and stuff that sell NRS, resell NRS gear there. Um, And then we also do government agencies and college, university programs and kind of everything. But, uh, you know, what you're noticing on that that site, NRS.com, is just a distributed product. Uh, Uh, Understood. I wasn't sure because I love their products too. (laughs) They make good stuff. Yeah. So, so what kind of stuff? Uh, I mean, you, you're you're coming to the Boondoggle. 
Are you going to show up? What, do you, what, what kind of NRS products are you going to bring to show off down there? Um, we will definitely have a Chinook. Um, you know, that's our, our biggest strong point at this at this time in the kayak fishing industry is the Chinook PFD or life mm-hmm. jacket. Um, so we'll have some demos there uh, for people to try out. You know, if they never tried on one before, they can take it out all day. You know, um, you know, just bring it back at the end of the day, drop it off at the booth, and cool. uh, we'll have our uh, tailwater tackle bag uh, there. If anybody wants to try that out, it's uh, basically a soft, um, you know, tackle bag that will fit in the back of most kayak fishing, you know, sit on tops out there and. Um, really good storage space and everything. And then we'll have a bunch of apparel. And the apparel really, I don't think we'll let anybody, you know, take it out and demo it unless they forget (laughs) something and conditions change and they really need something to help them out. Um, But we're going to do a couple product clinics um, or more instructional clinics on layering. You know, we're going to cover all aspects of of the year, you know, super hot conditions, what to be, you know, looking for for apparel, what to wear, what to consider, and then kind of progress all the way into the extreme cold, you know, freezing months of the year and how to how to kind of dress appropriately for that. Right. Yep. And 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 then before the uh before the show we were talking and you said you're into the uh, stand up paddleboard thing and I'm I'm seeing that you guys actually have some some uh, boards or some NRS boards now. Yeah, um, you know, it's the same material that that drift boat, uh, the inflatable drift boat's built out of. And, uh, you know, when the SUP industry took off, you know, several years ago now, um, you know, we started looking at, you know, SUP boards and what we should build. And, you know, since we have that knowledge base with inflatables, it was a no-brainer for us to, you know, start building, you know, inflatable SUP boards, um, which is nice, uh, you know, Packability, you know, you can take them on vacation with you. So if you have that nice, you know, vacation coming up to some, you know, tropical islands and stuff, you can take your board with you. And, you know, if you're a fisherman, that's that's definitely nice. You know, you don't have to worry about shipping it down there, finding, you know, a rental company. You can just take your board with you and fish off of it too. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, now, you know, thinking in the past, you know, folks think inflatables, they think, you know, inner tubes or something like that. But, I mean, this is a pretty heavy-duty material. I've I've been in some of your big blue boats. Um, and, I mean, this is something that folks have been fishing out of for years, like drift boats and things like that. So um, mm-hmm. it's not something you yeah. got to worry about hanging a hook into or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, if you do puncture a tube with, like, a, you know, a hook, you know, we usually include some patch repair stuff that is pretty quick and easy to, you know, to repair a hole like that. Um, you know, there there can be some instances, you know, rebar or something in the water that, you know, could put yeah. a bigger hole in the boat, and then you're going to have to, you know, find shoreline and do a repair that will probably take at least 24 hours to kind of cure up and, and be good again. But, you know, that's our, alligator. Yeah, that's our... A lot of our stuff is you know, built and durable for multiple, multiple days of use, you know, commercial grade, outfitter grade stuff. And, you know, with the SUP boards, it's definitely uh, progressed over to that too with that design and the durability of the boards. Right. Hmm. 
Well, that and would fishing be... off pretty awesome for sight fishing too. I don't know if you've ever ever attempted to fish off of the SUP board, but it's uh it's pretty sweet. No, I have a I have like a really large head and it throws my balance off really bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking, man. I I I stand up and I stand up in, in uh I in my native and but mm-hmm. um what board what boards would you suggest fishing off of? I see there's several here. Czar Valencia, Earl, Baron. Um, we used to have uh, a board actually uh, called the Real SUP board, and R E E L. We got rid of that this year, um, but it was actually a, a super wide, stable platform with a square tail on the back, so you get nice stability. Um, and we had uh, added Scotty patch glue on patches to it so you can accommodate rod holders and you know try uh-huh. mount if you want to and um we're you know we kind of went away from it um maybe down the road we'll look at doing something again but right now if you're looking at our lineup um i would recommend like the baron uh the baron is our, our widest most stable platform that we have and that's super important for gear and stability you know you set the hook on a fish you don't want to worry about you know right. falling backward in the water so stability is a big thing to get that wider, bigger. Yeah, that's what you're kind of looking for. Yeah. Now I see. I just uh, did a quick uh, Google search on the NRS real inflatable, and I see a picture of a guy in a hat here working a bass, sitting on top of a Yeti or something. It's pretty yeah. cool looking. And yeah, yeah there's just YouTube. all. Go ahead. Uh, there's a YouTube video of uh, the NRS real. Uh, you can pull that one up, and that's actually me fishing on Coeur d'Alene Lake on that board for pike. Nice. Cool. What's up? Some nice fishing stuff. You got guys got dry bags. and So how many folks are uh, are working there at NRS? Um, you know, give or take, uh, you know, 70, mid-70s. Um, you know, at this location, we have a couple warehouses here in here in town, and mm-hmm. um, you know, Moscow's a pretty small community. It's a university town, um, but I want to say, besides the university, NRS is the largest uh, employer um, in Moscow. Right. So, are all are all your boats and the clothing and stuff made there in Moscow, or is it just assembled, or what? Uh, we have uh, we do light manufacturing here. Um, the majority mm-hmm. of uh, you know our apparel and our accessories and everything are built overseas. Um, all of our rafts, uh, or I shouldn't say all of them, ninety percent of our, our boats are built down in Mexico. Um, so here we we primarily are just have our offices and and storage, you know, warehouse. Mm-hmm. All the product is shipped here, and then from here we distribute it out. Are all the employees into paddle sports or uh pretty much or yeah like uh, yourself? You know, we we have a a variety of people you know and their interest in paddle sports you know some just do s u p some are kayak fishermen, some are fly fishermen, some are uh guides for raft companies um you know touring sea kayaking canoeing. Um, we have a, a nice mix, which makes it pretty sweet for uh, developing products. 
Um, sure. You know, we have, uh, you know, a say-so in the development of something, and, you know, we might be looking at something for more sea kayaking, and we can bring in a few people that know a little bit more about that and have more experience to help us develop that. Nice. And you guys, you guys have some real nifty little safety items that I encourage everybody to carry with them on a boat or diving, and, and those are your NRS knives. Oh. Yeah, the pilot house and the co-pilot. Yes. They're well-protected. You can strap them onto your, uh, to your PFD there, and they're a real nice piece, of, nice piece of gear. I like that uh, NRS, the captain's rescue knife. It's got that little hook mm-hmm. in where you can, if you get a hold of some big giant shark or hung up on an alligator or something like that, that'd be nice to be able to disconnect yourself. Yeah, that knife I actually throw into my glove box in my vehicle, too. Um, just for cutting seat belts and everything, if you, you know, come up on an accident or with us, we have a lot of uh, highways and roads that follow river channels and, and stuff. So if there's ever an issue, you know, vehicle going into the water, you can cut that seat belt really quick. Cool. And just in case you get carjacked in Idaho. <laughs> What's that? I was just kidding. I was just saying just in case you get carjacked in Idaho. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, th- the NRS knife, I really like the knife sheath, how it how it uh, connects to the lash tab. I'd love to see other accessories that connect to that lash tab because us fishing guys, we don't really use that much, and, but that that's the perfect uh, thing for it is the uh, knife sheath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always warn people before they put that sheath on there, you really need to think about where you want your handle positioned. You know, some people like to have that handle pointing straight out the top to the side, but once you get that sheath on that lash tab, you really can't get it back off, so it's kind of meant that way, you know, the only thing that needs to come off is the knife off that little um, push pin on on both sides of that sheath that you compress, and then that knife pops off. Yeah, I've seen a YouTube video about how to get it off the lash tab using a butter knife. (laughs) It still doesn't (laughs) have easy. (laughs) No, but it Safety items, PFDs, knives, in case you're getting in trouble. I mean, started, you know, scuba diving when I was a kid down in South Florida and stuff, and there was just one thing you never went in the water without. And now, more than ever, you know, the things that we worried about were getting tangled up in somebody's wad of monofilament that was hung up around a wreck. Now you get tangled up in some braid, and uh, the little serrated edge on those knives really be a uh, handy to have if uh, you're trying to cut yourself away from some braid or just just hung up on something and i know uh, i've seen guys we uh on the coast of georgia here uh we we start getting those big giant tides you know where you'll get a swing of like nine foot tides and when that water starts rushing out and stuff you'll get caught up in it and if you're fighting a fish or something and all of a sudden you get hung up on a snag and you've got you know twenty pound braid on your on your rod you're you're not gonna break it, you know, and so you're either gonna lose your gear or you need something quick that you can access and cut it and uh and free yourself up so you can get back under control so nice nice yeah. pieces of gear um, I always get the you know the comment you know I'll never ever use that thing, but you know it's better to have it and not need it than. Oh, not to have yeah. it at all. Same. Absolutely. I always suggest people, 
you know, a whistle too and a light, you know, some sort of light on your on your boat, you know, PFD definitely. Um, you know, there's some some things out there that'll definitely make you make your paddling experience safer. Right, and like you say, you may never ever. You hope that you never need it. You absolutely hope, but it, that's one piece of gear that I'll buy with hopes that I never have to use it. <laughs> um, well, we're we're coming around the hour. I don't know. Um, you got any? I mean, I've been to every boondoggle. We uh, it kind of got started a few years back. We were po- think, looking what we could do. You know, I'm. Uh, here doing the uh the kayak fishing radio thing and the guys from yak angler and we said what do we how about we just like put a pin in the map and everybody show up and go fishing and yeah. uh so that that's how it started and we started off the first one was in jacksonville florida we've been to virginia beach we've been down to chukaloski down in the everglades we've been uh the pensacola florida and the panhandle we hope to start expanding out actually the the hope was that everybody would just start hanging out together, you know, kind of like the old rendezvous concept of the fur trade, the trappers and all the, you know, the, the wilderness people to get together and just share stories and stuff like that. So um, I think you're in for a treat there for your first boondoggle, uh, especially at Cars. There's, it's a big venue. There's a lot of people that show up. I think last year we did it at Cars. There were, oh, I think upwards of 500 people on Saturday, you know, local folks coming in and stuff like that. There was, uh, somehow the fishing wasn't that great, but, uh, I know that there was one redfish that was caught. It was 51 inches. That was Charlie from, uh, from Jacksonville, another heroes on the water kind of guy. And, uh, but, uh, we caught some dink trout and redfish and stuff, but it was just fun being out on the water and you'll get to meet some of the other folks. If you've not met any, you probably have at some of the uh, outdoor retailer and stuff like that. So you probably know Woody from Native and uh, some of those guys. Yeah, but hung out with Woody several times and all the yakking other guys. And are you a PBR yeah. drinker? <laughs> uh, yeah, I will have a PBR occasionally. I'm more of a more of a bourbon fan than anything. Ah. Uh, so then, so then, Adam is is more is more your drinking buddy. <laughs> yeah, working yeah, in the he, bourbon industry there. Questions over the last uh, couple of years that I've known him. Right. So, so you plan on fishing this weekend, David? You going back out? Do a little more uh, walk about there, paddle about? Uh, yeah. Uh, this weekend, you know, I'm, my my daughter's down coming out with me, so it'll be a nice time. We'll probably just. Uh, do some trout and bass fishing, but uh, it's nice to get her out on the kayak too and kind of introduce her to fishing out of that. Definitely. Very cool, taking the kids out fishing, teaching a kid to fish. Uh, yeah. My son my son started kayak fishing when he was nine. He's 15 now. He's uh, one of the junior anglers on the native team, and uh, we fished two, the first, the, the two uh, Adventure Fishing World Champions, kayak uh, fishing championships we fished uh, both of them down the everglades and uh paddled i think the first year we paddled 17 miles in in the day and i don't think we caught a single fish and then last year down at flamingo we paddled probably about 12 miles not so much we didn't make all of the points but he did catch the largest trout 
for the event. So, but a uh, lot of fun, a lot of fun fishing with kids. So, David, NRS, uh, in in your position at NRS, you're like uh, you're one of the employee owners, right? So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess my my title would be uh, wholesale account manager, and I cover uh, 15 states for NRS. Um, kind of starts in the Dakotas and into the Midwest, all the Great Lakes areas, um, down to uh, Kentucky, and then straight out to Virginia and up to PA. So quite a quite a big area. But. Okay, cool. And you'll be joining everybody at the Boondoggle in Cars Park, October 10th through the 14th. Uh, Bringing some NRS gear to show off, some of uh, the uh, PFDs and some other, some of the, uh, do, you're actually going to do some of the uh, the show and tell events there, do a little uh, uh, how to layer up and stuff like that, so folks can look forward to that, folks will be listening to the podcast. They can also see NRS gear at nrs.com. Is there any other place that they can, if they got questions or something like that before the boondoggle? Um, you know, they can always email us directly, um, you know, if they have any questions. Uh nice thing is you, you call the NRS phone number, you're gonna you're gonna get someone, you know, one hundred percent of the time um to respond to you and answer your questions. But uh my general suggestion is uh, you know, if you go on NRS dot com, check out our dealer locator. Um we have tons of shops and stuff throughout the United States that carry our products and um you know, whether it's someone in the southeast um, or someone up in the Midwest, you know, if you have some questions about NRS gear, you can certainly go that route. I just uh, popped it in there, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six within reasonable distance from me here in the Atlanta metro area in Georgia. So, awesome. Yep. Very good. So, when my my boundaries wear out, I could go find me another pair somewhere. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well, David, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. And uh, if you hang on just a second, Matt's going to tell us what he's doing for fishing this weekend. Uh, I got the uh, CBKA tournament. Uh, it's on Saturday. What does that the tournament stand for? On the Ches- uh, I believe it's Chesapeake Bay Kayak Anglers or Kayak Association, one of the two. Uh-huh. But um, they're putting on a tournament down on, on the Chesapeake Bay, right by the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, which connects uh, eastern Maryland with Annapolis. I'm not sure which uh, town's on the other side. Kent Island. Watch out for those Naval Academy folks over there. Yeah, that's um, actually the Blue Claw Crab central of the world over there. So mm. hopefully I'll uh, get some uh, crab dinner. That'd be cool. Nice. But I'm um, looking forward to it. Seems like a cool tournament. They catch some small stripers down there, uh, small bluefish, small croaker. Oh, everything's small, so I'll be basically bringing my freshwater rod and uh, catching saltwater fish. So that'll be something different. But um, nice. the charity, uh, the charities it, it supports is uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation of the Mid-Atlantic and um, the Chesapeake Bay Conservation Association, I believe it is. That's a good uh, thing. Should be a good time. Awesome. Awesome. Although well, it's supposed to be windy and raining, so. <laughs> but we're on kayak well, to get wet anyway. I don't really the care. Fish, yeah, the fish are wet. You're going to get wet, so just go on out there and do it. So. That's it. It should be a good time. All right. 
Thanks for calling in, Matt. Again, back to David. David, appreciate you uh, joining us here tonight on Kayak Fishing Radio, man. Anything you got left to say before uh, we call it a night? No. Uh, looking forward to the boondoggle, and, uh, you know, I'll get to meet you down there. And, yep. You know, anybody else listening in to the, to the podcast here, uh, you know, we'll have a booth set up, and feel free to come by and introduce yourself, and we'll chat for a while. And uh, go fishing, right? Yep, absolutely. Can't forget about take that. Take some time to fish. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Yeah, Thanks again. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I got one other thing. Okay. Oh, uh, go check out my website, theplastichole.net. I put a new intro video up there last night. It's pretty cool. So check it you out. You did an intro night. video. You did it yourself. Yeah, it's right. It did. It's right on my homepage. <laughs> theplastichole.net. It's pretty cool. Plastichole.net, that's Matt Truck's Yak Chum. Okay. All right. Thanks again, David, and we look forward to meeting you down at the boondoggle. Do you have anything else? Uh, no. Uh, you know, if we're going to be fishing, uh, Luke and myself, we'll, we'll be going out in the mornings, too, um, if anybody wants to go out and fish with us. Um, besides that, Definitely. we'll be back at Vendor Village in the afternoon and evening. All right. We'll look forward to it, and hopefully put you on some, uh, get you on some uh, big redfish while you're there. Awesome! I'm looking forward Keep to that. Away from the alligators. All right, hang on just a second, man. We're gonna get, we're gonna close it out here for the night. So, folks, that's been uh, David Foyt, uh, the uh, wholesale manager there from NRS, and he's gonna join everybody at the Boondoggle, 10 to 14 October. That's down at Cars Park. If you're not familiar with it, kayakfishingboondoggle.com. Check it out, yakangler.com, or a link on uh, Kayak Fishing Radio. So we'll see you next week. And uh, tight lines, take a kid fishing, and, man, nrs.com. Thanks for being on. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Chip Gibson. It's Kayak Fishing Radio. Good night.